so much of what's, what this book is is needing explanation. Because remember we talked about how he called her a horse. Like if you read that, if you read that he called her a horse face, you're going to go, hey, that's not nice. Why is she responding well to that? You know what I mean? So you have to kind of understand what that all means. And so we've been looking at the relationship between this, this, this woman, this Sholemite woman and Solomon. We've been looking at their attraction. You guys remember what is important about attraction? It's a C word. Character. Character is important about, about attraction. We saw that, that dating is big. There's three things in dating. What are they? Anybody remember? Anybody remember? Qu pop quiz time. Yes. Time, respect, and restraint, man. You got to have time to let a relationship flourish. You got to have respect for that other person. And you have to have restraint and set your boundaries of what you will and won't do. Now, we're moving into the third part here. Who's excited? This is the third part. This is where it goes a little bit further uh, in your dating life. It's still dating. It's still dating. But it's this thing called courtship. Anybody ever heard of courtship? Say courtship. Courtship. Courtship is this progression. You guys listening? Paying attention? Cool. Relation, as a relationship progresses, vulnerability and trust increase, and the potential for love and hurt in a relationship also increase. If you spend time with people, it's going to hurt, isn't it? And if, if they let you down. It's going to be a bad thing if they let you down and that relationship crumbles. And so that's why courtship is so important because it puts, you guys listening? It puts the intention behind dating. Everybody say intention. Intention. It puts intention behind your dating because it, well, well, let's just, let's just see what can happen or what this could feel like. I have a video for you guys to kind of see what this would feel like, what this would look like if you uh, allow this to, to occur. We have that ready to go. I'm going, I'm going. Flick's spine stiffened, his lips curled in a defiant sneer. There was no going back now. This is next. So they double dog dared him to stick his tongue on a pole when it's super cold. How many people know it gets a little stuck? And you know what happens? Anybody ever done this before? You have? You have? Oh, man, that's not what I want to hear. Listen, hey, this, this, this video is a lot like what can happen. It's a lot like what can happen when you're in a relationship and you, you commit fully 
and something doesn't turn out the way that you think it is, or you don't put that intention behind your dating, and you're just dating to date, and you're, you're playing around, and all of a sudden you stick your tongue to that pole, you get hurt. Listen, as funny as that is, you get hurt. You guys, did you leave a piece of your tongue on the pole? No, you didn't? You didn't? Back in the day, back in the day, especially during this, this is, I think, set in the 40s. This movie was set in the 40s. And back in that day, there was no other way than to rip it off so much that you leave a piece of your tongue, just a little, just a little bit of your tongue on the pole. And that's what, that's what relationships are, are sometimes like. You see, he didn't get that tongue off of the pole without pain and hurt. And this is what it, where it actually fits into relationships. Losing a relationship can be really disappointing. But, but to move into courtship and to move into marriage, losing a relationship that's a marriage or uh, an engagement or whatever, that can be devastating. Devastating. And that's why it is important when you move into that to make sure that that is for sure your person. Because if you cut that off, it's going to hurt so much, much, much more. Here's the cool thing, though. Jesus heals. Amen. Jesus heals every situation that we can have, and Jesus can heal your relationships, but don't you think that just because Jesus heals doesn't necessarily mean that, doesn't necessarily mean we should just go about making stuff for him to heal, right? Like, if we can prevent things and we can take our, our relationship seriously, don't you think we should probably do that? Yeah? Awesome. Yes, exactly. Stay on the safe side. So, so the progression that we see is attraction, dating, and what we're talking about, courtship here. It's the next logical step. Marriage is important, man. In dating, in dating, if you are dating to, to marry someone, there's a lot of observance that has to go on. In courtship, right before you're about to get married, there has to be depth in the relationship. Everybody say depth. Depth. There has to be depth in that relationship, and there also has to be an excitement that builds up leading up to marriage. Uh, I'm excited about getting married. I don't know about you. I mean, I don't know if you guys could tell. I'm excited about getting married. Macy, are you excited about getting married? She gives me two thumbs up. Come on now. Give it up for Macy. She's amazing. Two thumbs up. I know. I, it, it's, it's what it is. And that's actually what we're about to read. So we've been looking through. We're only two chapters in. We ended at verse 7. We're going to go right in to verse 8. Right now we're going to read 8 and 9, and then we're going to kind of stop for a little bit. So in 8 and 9, this is, this is uh, the woman talking, and she says, Listen, my beloved, look, here he comes, leaping across the mountains, bounding over the hills. My love is like a gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he stands behind our wall, gazing through the windows, peering through the lattice. So she, so she basically called him a deer. He called her a horse not too long ago. Last week we were, we were hearing he called her a horse. And now she's calling him, she's calling him a deer, a stag, a nice deer. You guys think this relationship is weird? Yeah, they're calling each other horses and, and deers and it's weird, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, so focus, focus up. Focus up. You see, 
So it's interesting to me that they're having all this stuff, but really what she's saying is he's climbing, he's leaping, he's jumping, he is trying to get closer to her. She is also excited about his arrival. She's looking forward to him coming to her. And if he's excited, if he's running to her rather than away from her, it's probably safe to say that he's pretty excited, right? The relationship is probably pretty exciting, right? This is exactly, this is exactly how you should feel in your relationships. You should feel, you should be able to, to feel uh, a relationship progress as you get to know each other, as you get to, to uh, build with each other, as you spend more time with each other, there should be an excitement that comes. So everybody say excitement. Excitement, man. That's exactly what should be happening. Now, I'm not saying every day, I'm not saying every day you see your, your girlfriend or your boyfriend or, or eventually down the line when you guys get married and you guys are living together. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you should be excited, like, like jump for joy like this guy is every single time. You know, I'm, that's just not reality, right? If I did that, it would probably weird Macy out a little bit, wouldn't you? Wouldn't it, Macy, if I was jumping for joy all the time, just constantly? She's really nodding her head. Yeah, it would be weird. But, but, but here's the thing. A stone-cold greeting, if I walked into a room and Macy didn't even acknowledge me, that would probably be weird as well, wouldn't it? You have to find, you have to find a balance. And guys, how many guys feel the way that I feel, where it's nice to be needed. Guys, isn't it nice to be needed? Who likes to be needed as a guy? It's nice to be wanted around and to, 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 to be needed. Guys, one of, the, one of the worst things we struggle with, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think I'm right. One of the most things that we struggle with sometimes, especially in our relationships, is wondering, like, am I even needed? Am I even wanted? Am I even here? Like, why am I even here right now? So, ladies, I'm not saying bend over backwards every single day for, you, for you, whoever you date, but I am saying it's important to him to know that you care about him. But guys, it's also important to know that you're excited about your lady. Amen? All the ladies said amen. Exactly. It's exciting. Like, like, if you're, like, if I'm sitting here and, and you're asking, hey, how you feel about Macy? And I'm like, oh, it's the old ball and chain. Got to go back and go hang out with her or go do this and go do that. Like, like, that would be crazy. It's not true, thankfully. It's not. Like, you would look at that and you would go, oh, my gosh, why are they even together? So I've heard, it, I've heard a saying. You guys ever heard this saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder? Ever heard that saying? Yeah. It might be true for a little while. It might be true for a little while, but if it goes too long, it can be frustrating and it can be difficult. How many people know uh, truck drivers or you know military? That is tough. Any sort of separation that's there, man, that's tough. It's tough for me to be 1,700 miles away from my family for them. That's really tough, especially now as we're planning a wedding, we're planning all this exciting times, and, and my parents are, are really, uh, they, they feel for, 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 for not being here, you know? And it's not anybody's fault. It's just the way that it is. But that's definitely a real feeling that happens. Here's, here's an important thing for you guys to know. Separation can really serve as a great test 
for your relationship. You guys know litmus tests of like figuring out where you stand, kind of defining that relationship and everything? When you aren't together, you can kind of test that and say, is it an out of sight, out of mind thing? Do they even care if I'm gone? Or are they going to, even with another, stay true? Is it, is it an out of sight or is it, or is it I can't wait to get home? and see my spouse, right? I can't wait to come back in town if you go out of town and see my boyfriend or my girlfriend. Um, I shared this story, I think the, I think I shared it the first week. Um, Macy took a trip back in October to Cebu, uh, Philippines. The Philippines, yeah, you guys remember when she went to the Philippines? Listen, listen, I was miserable. I was miserable. If you ever talk to her, uh, her nana, uh, she loves telling this story. If you ever see her on a Sunday, ask her, hey, how was Josh during Cebu? She'll go, oh, he was miserable. He was crying. I didn't cry. She likes to say that I did, but I wasn't. Like, it was, it was, but, huh? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. But, but I was really missing Macy, man. I missed her so much. At that point, we had spent every day from August to October together. Every single day. And then she goes away for two weeks, and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't cry. I just felt like crying a lot. But here's the cool thing. When she got back, oh, I was excited. I was super excited to have her back. I came like 15 minutes early. I was before all of the husbands and all of the other boyfriends and all of the other people. I was excited. I was ready to get here. I waited in the parking lot for like 15 minutes, and I watched. Uh, we have share my location for both of us, so that way we can see where we're at. It's really convenient. That way you don't have to ask, like, are you here yet? Are you there yet? Are you doing whatever? She can just kind of look, go, oh, this is what you're doing. But anyway, I was looking at her location, and it was like, it was like, yes. It was like Mayor, Dewey, Prescott Valley. I was like, oh, oh, here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. I was super excited about that. There has to be an excitement in your relationship. And if you're not excited about your relationship, it might not be, it might not be the right one. It might not be. That might not be the case. And, and we can talk about how to, how to handle that healthily, and we're going to here in a, a little bit. But you have to have that excitement. Okay? So in verse 10, we're going to go down to verse 10. Um, and, and this is what, um, this is, what uh, is happening here, here in, the, in the text. Basically, they're, they're, um, they're talking to each other still. And in, in verse 10, it says, My beloved my beloved spoke to me and said, arise, my darling, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. See, and this is verse 11, it's not here, but I'm going to go ahead and read it. See, the winter is past, the rains are over and gone, flowers appear on the earth, the season of singing has come, the cooing of doves is heard in our land, the fig tree forms its early fruit, the blossoming vines spread their fragrance, arise, Come, my darling, my beautiful one, come with me. This is the second thing that you need to, to know when you're courting someone and you're taking that intentionality behind your dating. This is the second thing you have to know. Endurance, endurance, endurance. So you see here in the text from 10 to 13, and I'm sorry for only having 10 up here, but you'll see that the season is changing in the text. The winter is past, the flowers are here, the vines are being pruned, the figs are ripe. Everything 
winter to, to spring, yes. So you guys like seeing it change back from winter to spring? I'm excited for it. I don't know what it looks like here. I've never seen a winter to spring here, but I know in Kentucky it was, it was like super cool because there was a bunch of trees and leaves and a bunch of changing that, that happened. It was, it was incredible. Are you guys still with me? Still with me? I feel like you guys are kind of zoned out real quick, and, and it's okay. I just want to check on you guys, you know? So oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. So here's the thing, though. Relationships can be like seasons. Yes, relationships can be like seasons. Relationships aren't always sunny and 75 degrees. Sometimes there's a real difficulty that comes with your relationships. Sometimes there's disagreements. Sometimes there's challenges as you both grow older, as you both mature. There's a lot of challenges that come, especially if, you, if and when you guys get married, you guys will experience the challenge maybe of moving and adapting to a new place. Maybe you'll experience the, the change of children and what that brings. There's a lot that can change in a relationship, so you have to have what? Endurance. Good. Endurance. There has to be that. There was a, there was a guy that um, I was talking to. And I knew he was celebrating an anniversary with his wife. And I couldn't remember how many years, but it had been a lot. It was like 40 or 50 or something like that. And I asked him, I said, I talked with him. I said, how, how is it to be with your wife for this long? Like 40 or 50 years, that's amazing. You know, that's really awesome. And he said, he said yeah, we've been, we've been married about 40 years. We've been married about 40, 50 years. And it's felt like five minutes. I'm like, oh, that's so... So cute. It felt like five minutes with him. And then he said, it felt like five minutes underwater. It felt like five minutes underwater. And I'm not saying that to say that he hated his relationship because he totally didn't. He totally didn't. He was being facetious. Facetious. Yes, there we go. I can speak. I can speak. That's what I do for a living. And so, (laughs) like, he was being, obviously he was joking around, right? He didn't actually mean it. but, But there's a lot of truth to that. There's really no greater example of patience and endurance than what God has shown us. Do you guys agree? There's no greater example of patience and endurance than God has showed us. How many times do we make mistakes? A lot. Yet, yet he still loves us. Even when we're not perfect, he still loves us. He doesn't abandon us in our trials he doesn't abandon us in our trials, but he loves us through them, right? I'll get to you in a So, listen, you guys ever heard this saying? You guys ever heard this saying, God is love? Ever heard of that? Never heard God is love? He totally, totally is. And I'd like to, to take a time to read out of 1 Corinthians. You guys ever heard of 1 Corinthians 13? The love chapter is what it's called. But I just want to read a little bit of it. I want to read just a little bit of it. It starts uh, in verse 1, and we're going to go down to, I think, like 8 or 9. But it says, if I speak in tongues, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging, clanging cymbal. Have you guys heard this? Yeah? If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all the mysteries and I have all knowledge, that's pretty cool. 
and I have faith that can move mountains, that's awesome, but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give all I have, all I possess to the poor, and I give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. Making sense now? Seeming more familiar? It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. While there is no knowledge, it will pass away. And then you go down to verse 13, 13, 13, and it says, now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love, love. Verse 7, man, verse 7 says, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. This means that love, you guys with me? Paying attention? Right here, paying attention? Cool. Cool. This means that love is not looking for an easy way out, but it's looking for a way to stay hoping and believing that the winter will pass and that the spring will come again. That's a good word, isn't it? That the, that the winter will pass and the spring will come again. The hard times aren't what anyone celebrates, but they're the richness and the depth of what that relationship is enduring. You see, being with Macy over the past few, few months, and now being engaged has made me grow as a person. It's made me understand how I treat other people, not just her, but how I treat other people, how I, how I talk to them, how I perceive situations. It's made me a, a better man. It's made me a better Christian. She sees me, and, and for the first time, really, uh, openly, I'm able to, to ask for prayer in a relationship and not feel weird. We're able to pray over situations and not feel weird. It, it, it is all of this, and it's making me a better person. And I believe, I believe in scripture we see this man calling attention to the change of the seasons, and then he asks her to come away with me. The winter has passed, and the birds are singing again. But we're going to look at how this woman responds really quickly. In, in, uh, back in Song of Solomon 2.14, we're going to skip down to 14. And this is what she says. She says, my dove, in the cleft, uh, is, uh, my dove in the cleft of the rock, in the hiding places on the mountainside, show me your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. So there's this third part, and that is communication. Everybody say communication. The woman is communicating that she loves and she trusts him. And there's that image of a dove. Remember how we said it was the eyes and it was like this beautiful thing. It showed deep beauty. I believe that there should be complete honesty all the time in godly relationships. Guys, there should be one time after you there should be one time after you've successfully spent time with a lady and have successfully dated them to air out dirty laundry. Air out your dirty laundry. You don't want to surprise whoever you're marrying or whoever you're you're dating with dirt or or junk or a past that is not made aware of you want to have those conversations ladies 
ladies, you can handle being married to an imperfect man, but you're not going to be able to handle being with a deceiver. And guys, that's important to know. If you deceive girls, if you deceive whoever you're, you're dating or you're trying to, to craft your own stories and, and your own things, that is not going to work out for you very well at all. So you have to have those, those hard conversations. You have to, to, to do that. But what if they don't forgive me? How many people have ever worried about that when you're dating someone or even just having a friend? What if they hear about where I'm at or they hear about my relationship or they hear about my past? Listen, if they aren't willing to forgive you when God has, you don't want that person in your life. You don't want that person in your life. Don't, don't you dare marry an unforgiving person because unforgiveness is rooted in pride and self-righteousness. So you just have to air out that junk and be okay with hard conversations. Make yourself okay with those hard conversations. You know, Ephesians 5.25 uh, talks about this. And, and, and guys, this is how you want your wife to be. In Ephesians 5.25, if you could uh, pull that up, I don't have it. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by washing with water through the word and present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or blemish, but holy and blameless. Here's the cool thing about all of this. When you're courting, whatever dirty laundry you need to air out, Jesus will forgive it. Jesus will forgive it. And that is so important. When you have those tough conversations with whoever you're dating or whoever you're with, man, you have to be okay with forgiving them, man. There has been stuff that I have brought to Macy, and there has been stuff Macy has brought to me that have been tough, hard conversations. We have cried together, we have sat, and we have misunderstood each other at times, but we always hold true to, man, I forgive you, God forgives you, and we're on the same page, and we're going to do this thing together. We're the same team. And that's important when you're, when you're in a relationship and you are courting someone. You're moving from I'm just casually dating and I'm just asking questions. And I'm doing that. Remember how we talked about dating is a safe space to kind of get to know somebody? Well, the courting is the actual intention behind why you're dating. And it's honestly more important than, than just those surface level conversations. So I want to go over real quickly as we kind of close as we kind of close, I want to go over three things really quickly. How can we know that we're ready to date? How can we know that we're ready for courtship? How do we know? What are some things that we can look at in ourselves or look at in whoever we're dating to know where we're at? This is the first one. There has to be wisdom in evaluating character. Guys, sometimes it's easy to get into relationships really quickly. But I can't think of a 13, 14, or 15-year-old who's actually ready for marriage. And I don't think you guys are, are either, right? Who's 13, 14, or 15 in here? Is ready for marriage? No. The, the correct answer is no. If anybody says they are, you're a liar. You're wrong. I'm just saying that from the pulpit. You are wrong. Listen, if you're not ready for marriage, then what's the point? How do you, how do you date if you're not ready for marriage at this time? Well, there's, there, that's a good one. You don't. That's a good one. But if you do, man, you have to be okay with letting people who have wisdom 
help you make your decisions. When I was in high school and even middle school and I would go out with girls or I would go out on dates and things like that, there's always somebody you have to meet first. Who's that? The parents, the father, the dad. You have to have those conversations. And they were tough and they were hard. They were really, really rough. Some of them were. But listen, the reason that they were having those conversations with me as a 14, 15, 16-year-old was because they knew that, one, I was dumb, and I was going to make dumb decisions, and they knew that their kid wasn't going to make the, smart, the smartest decisions either. Guys, it's easy to get caught up in your head at your age. It's still hard for me. It's something that I have to fight against even at 23. So I know you guys are there. I've been there. If someone of godly character comes along, you'll have more wisdom to see it. And if not, you'll just have a great relationship with Jesus because you'll, you'll be willing to pass on those relationships. You're not going to be uh, satisfied with, with just anything. And I think that it's important to know, and, and, and you might like, not like this advice, but it's, it's good advice. Get your parents involved on who you date as you're dating right now. Get your parents involved. Hey, what do you think of this person? What do you think of this person? Can you tell me how you're feeling about the conversations you're having? You know, get them involved because, guys, hey, I want everybody to look at me and, and to really be paying attention to this. And, and I love you, and, and your leaders love you, and, I, and I'm not saying this to demean you or make you feel bad. I, pr I promise I'm not. You guys are not ready to make those decisions completely on your own yet. I wasn't, and it caused me a ton of pain, caused me a ton of heartbreak, caused me to be a horrible, horrible, horrible person when I was dating. You guys have to have, you guys have to have your parents, or maybe, maybe it's a teacher, maybe it's someone with just more wisdom than you to come in and help you kind of walk through it and direct yourself. There also has to be consistency in dating. There has to be some consistency here. That's the second thing, and then we're going to look at a couple more and then be done. So there has to be consistency. You guys know that, that guy or the, those girls or those guys who they, they go out with a guy or they go out with a girl, and then they pick a different guy. And then they break up with that person, and then they're back with their first one, and then they break up with him, and then they're on with another one, and then they're, you know, just constantly, constantly kind of dating around. And maybe it's not, like, intentional. That's just the way it does. But does that sound very consistent to you? No. There are people in on-again, off-again relationships who finally get to a point where they're like, let's just make this thing permanent because that's a good idea. And so they get married. And then they go, well, we can't go off now because we're married. That's not a good idea either. Guys, those type of relationships end in divorce. Those type of relationships are not good to have. It's not wise. Like what sense does it make for you to say, I can't handle you for three weeks, so let's commit 90 years to each other? It doesn't make sense. Guys and girls, your dating relationships should be easy. You should be able to negotiate your dating relationships. If you have people who have ultimatums or, or they have things that you look at and, you're, and they're like not, um, they're, they're being borderline uh, controlling, 
man, you should have the same standard of moral uprightness and live the kind of person that God has made you to be and find the kind of person that God has has put in your life and find that person who God is also working in because if you don't, it's not going to end well. There also has to be sensitivity of communication. This is the second to last thing, so please stick with me because this is important. This will help you from a lot of heartbreak. Guys, this is really for you, honestly. Because this is where girls get hurt a lot. And that is that men sometimes don't know how to communicate how they feel or maybe they're super scared of doing that. And what happens is there's a miscommunication that happens and all of a sudden you get three months down the line, four months down the line, a year down the line, and you go, I actually never really liked you all that much and now I'm here a year and a half into this relationship and I'm just now telling you. That will hurt people deeply. And you don't want that. And you don't want that witness to go out there. So, guys and girls both, take the initiative and be honest. If you get into a relationship and you're two or three dates into it, when you guys start dating and you're two or three dates into it and you go, I'm not really feeling this. Have that conversation. Say, hey, listen, you're great. And, and I value your friendship, and I enjoy the conversations, but I really don't see this working out. Those are tough, and those are hard, and sometimes you even feel like the bad guy, but, man, have those conversations because they're important. Because otherwise, you're going to be stringing people along, and you're going to be hurting people all the time. So then there's this last thing, and this is where I want to end on. There has to be patience in letting a relationship move. Say Patience. Patience. It has to be patient letting a relationship move. You guys know, you guys know couples that move into stuff way too quickly. People get emotionally attached very easily, and having that attachment too early is really unhealthy, guys. It's really unhealthy. You guys know kindergartners or or preschoolers or first graders or elementary kids, and they go, I love them, I'm gonna marry them. Middle schoolers even kind of do it sometimes. I remember when, when, when I had, I had my, my, uh, I was actually, hold on, before I get to that, I was, I was actually going to, to a mall uh, in my hometown, kind of dumpy, it's Kentucky, in Kentucky, but, but, yeah, so I was walking around, and I see these two, this, 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 this couple here, and it was gross, they were all over each other. You guys know that those guys and those girls who are all over each other all the time, and you're just like, Bleh. I'm going to throw up in my mouth. This is gross. This is gross. Guys, there are some people in your culture especially, they were definitely in my high school and middle school, who kissing doesn't even, like, phase them. Like, they'll just do that no matter what. They don't even care. Guys, that kind of, of, of patience and timing, if you get ahead of yourself, man, you're going to hurt yourself. I remember when, when I had my, my first kiss in middle school. And it was it was <laughs> it was this time where where it was just a little peck and it was right after school and I thought it was amazing and I was already naming our kids. I was already like getting way ahead of myself. Like I'm like, this is awesome, this this girl's amazing. We guys, we didn't even date. I got way too ahead of myself. And what I ended up doing was hurt myself for a long time. I was strung up almost my the entirety of my, my middle school, had two years of middle school. 
and I was hung up. Proverbs, Proverbs 25, 16 says this. If you find honey, eat just enough because too much of it will make you vomit. You will vomit. This is what it means. This is what it means. You can have too much of a good thing sometimes. And when you do, when you do, it'll make you sick. Guys, don't move your relationships past where they're at time-wise. Have patience. Know it's okay. It's fine if you're two weeks into a relationship when you guys date. And you're two weeks in and you go, I don't know how I even feel anymore. Like, like that's okay to let that processing happen. Just as long as that communication is there like we talked about earlier. It's okay. Don't push that stuff, man. Don't get two weeks into a relationship, three weeks into a relationship, a month into a relationship, and start going, when we get married. Let it breathe, guys. Let it breathe. Let it breathe. And guys and girls both, if there is a time where someone needs space or someone needs to, to get away, give them that space. Even if you don't think it's, un, even if you think it's unfair or you don't think that it's, it's right or, or you look at that situation and you go, ah, I just need to, to push this much more or to, to do this or to do that. Guys, respect that person. Respect that person. Respect the time. Respect the space. Respect the relationship enough that you can back off of it a little bit. As we've been reading about this stuff and as we're looking at this relationship grow, you can definitely see that this couple is ready to take another step. They're ready for that next step. They're mature enough to take that next step. And that's what courtship is. When you're ready and you're intentionally dating, you're ready to make that next step.